David, look at the time. I, I believe it's it's the Chainsaw Minute. I'm David, and this is your fortnightly dose of Chainsaw Man. You can join <laughs> us every other Friday where we see what masterpiece Fujimoto put out. And if you'd like to get another skin in our Fortnite podcast, you can Fuck enter it. in. <laughs> God damn. You know, they probably are going to add Chainsaw Man characters to Fortnite. I might actually start playing Fortnite. Anyway, I'm Jordan. <laughs> You're going to see Makama flossing. Dude, that would be amazing. But anyway, I'm Jordan, and if you're looking for regular Shonen Flop goodness, you can find our next episode, Doran Dororon, featuring Megan from the Volume 1 podcast on Monday. Woohoo! She was great. She was. <laughs> and just a heads up, these recordings are open to everyone, so you can be listening in and chatting along with us on the Shonen Flop Discord every other Wednesday at 5.30pm Eastern. You can find a link to it in our show notes or on our site. And I want to give a shout out to all of our wonderful people that are listening to us right now. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Hello, my friends. <laughs> Hello, my friend. Meet again. But Jordan, with every friend, there's a foe. So what was your devil this week? My devil this week, David, is the infection devil. Oh, God. Got a skin infection, and I have to take uh, medication for it. The medication completely knocks me out. It's not topical? Nah, the topical stuff didn't work. Ah, too much talking about airline food and weather. Yeah. Am I right? (laughs) Imagine you just, your your infection was small Jerry Seinfeld's, and when you apply (laughs) the medication, just (laughs) place the, 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 what is it, the baseline from Seinfeld? Yeah, I love how you perfectly did the like legally distinct Seinfeld (laughs) baseline that every Seinfeld parody does. Yes. (laughs) I'm not that good at copying a slap bass with my mouth, okay? (laughs) Just imagining how it's like you just hear so many Seinfeld parodies, you forget what the actual baseline sounds like. It's like um, Tim Schafer. So Tim Schafer of Double Fine fame had like an interview with I think LucasArts and he mentioned a video game that they made, but he called it by the bootleg version's name. So they knew he had pirated his copy of that video game. What game was it? Do you remember? I don't remember off the top of my head. Let me see if I can look it up. Oh, man, I love that. I love how there are um, like some companies will put out bootlegged versions of their games onto torrent sites that will deliberately just be unbeatable in like the final level. Like the entire game is normal and then just suddenly out of nowhere, "Ah, you can't beat this game. Fuck you. I know Earthbound did that actually where it's super hard and then the game crashes at the final boss and it deletes your save. That might be like the one I was thinking of, but there is definitely there are definitely other instances of that. <laughs> so Schaefer said that he was a really big fan of the game Ball Blaster, which <laughs> he was informed is the pirated name of the game Ball Blazer. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently I think he still got the job. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. They said to make up for the phone interview, Schaefer sent in a comic of himself applying and getting the job at Lucasfilm Games drawn as a text adventure. Genius. Fucking 400 IQ. That's the shit you gotta do. Spin it. Reverse it. You know? Flip it and reverse it. I actually used to write a short story as my cover letter when I used to have to write cover letters. Really? Yeah, it was called The Curious Case of the Cover Letter, and it was literally a meta narrative of someone reading my cover letter, and then they would, like, actual parts of my cover letter, like the relevant parts, would be quotes of them reading the cover letter to themselves. David, you just blew my mind. I didn't know that you could make cover letters not the most unbelievably horrible thing to read in existence. Oh, yeah. So it'd be like, oh, he his chair creaked back as he read about David's... <laughs> 
three years of volunteer experience that really inspired him. <laughs> it actually got me some interviews, too, where they were like, yeah, cover letter was really interesting. And I was like, oh, there you go. I did that sort of recently um, where I was uh, trying to get into this uh, podcast editing project. So I was just like, by the way, here's a painting. And I just put in one of my paintings in the uh, email. (laughs) And the person emailed me like, well, I wasn't sure I was going to respond, but thank you for the painting. (laughs) So I didn't, didn't get it, but I got the connection. And you know, David, that's the first part. Oh, and uh, Jordan, we also should be talking about Chainsaw Man. So- oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck, dude. We're doing a podcast. What's Chainsaw Man? Anyway. Actually related to my mind is the scheduling <laughs> devil where I had just the time of my life fucking organizing all this shit. Rachel's like, you need to stop planning stuff. So I'm not I'm not allowed to plan out things till my Halloween party in October. So we'll see how well I keep to that. Good for you. I hope that you're able to keep to that. You're damaging yourself, David, with all this scheduling. You got to take it easy, man. I had a picnic and one of my friends just didn't like show up and I was just so busy. I didn't even like ask them like, hey, where are you? And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, scheduling. It's like it can be so hard to make plans. I'm like, you know, it is when you don't fucking show up. Crazy. (laughs) I was there on time. So were 14 other people. It's crazy. Maybe this is why you need to chill on the scheduling. You get you get pretty mad when people fuck up schedules. Yeah, I do, don't I? And it adds like a bunch of stress. It does. All right. But anyway, plot summary. Give it to me, Jordan. Yes, yes. Aza is trying to sleep while Yoru, enraged, punches her pillow, embarrassed that they were saved by Chainsaw Man. Apparently, Chainsaw Man defeated them a long time ago and has apparently just prevented, at the very least, the Vietnam War, the Korean War, and the Gulf War just by existing. Asa, however, falls asleep thanking him for saving them. The next day, Yoshida discovers Denji being sat on by a girl for 10 yen. Usually you have to you have to pay for that. I was just but. about to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshida hands him back his ID card, which Denji deliberately left behind so that people could discover his chainsaw man. And Yoshida just can't allow that. So popcorn David. <laughs> Denji tries leaving, but Yoshida pays him a thousand yen. I didn't see I thought yeah. it was he just offered to pay him and then he was like, You could be charging people hundred yen for this. I looked at the bill he was handing him. I don't I mean Denji could have given him change. Den- not Denji would not have given him change. Um, <laughs> pays him a <laughs> yeah, thousand Denji's yen. Just like one second, hold on. Let me pull out eight hundred. Let me pull out nine hundred yen. Here you go. Let me pull out nine hundred ninety yen. Here you go. There was a post where like this guy was like, my daughter made like a hundred dollars on her lemonade stand because when people paid her like twenty dollars for change, she would just say thank you and keep it. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me take that from the top then she tries leaving but Yoshida pays him a thousand yen to be his chair too then she wants people to know he's chainsaw man to get chicks so Yoshida offers to set him up with a girl who's desperate for a boyfriend that girl is Asa they start <laughs> arguing about chainsaw man with Asa insulting him so much Denji just drops the act and tells her he is in fact chainsaw man Asa responds by calling him a loser and leaving in one of the new great reaction images, I must say. Yes. I mean, there, I posted quite a few screenshots. I think you're <laughs> going to get a lot of mileage out of that Denji saying, you know what? I'm just going to say it. That's very true. Oh, man. I also like how, um, you know, and you pointed this out, too, in your notes, David. But in the last chapter, Denji just devours a cake in a really gross way. But there's like one slice taken out by Yoshida. And the first thing we see next chapter, which if you read in order is immediately after we see that, I would like to say. Yeah. Is Asa and Yoru wearing a shirt 
with one slice of cake on it that just says cake. So it's like, now what does that mean? What's the symbolism there? Huh, Colonel, you're too dummy thick to deliver symbolism. <laughs> also, I want to just say now, I don't think Makama is that thick. I think it's an exaggeration and people have never seen a truly thick character before. Go read Red Hood. No, she's thick for the average uh, anime character, which is not very thick. If you just look at a picture of Debonair, that's what a thick woman looks like. That's that's what a this is thick, thick. <laughs> shout out to Mother's Basement for understanding that in his video where he gave us a shout out. So don't worry, man, we're helping you out too. He did. I was I was worried for a sec he wasn't gonna say it, but you know he's got to. He's absolutely gonna say it anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think it's really interesting how the war devil says no wars since the world war. Yes. Now, here's the thing. She didn't say the first world war. She didn't say world war two. She just said the world war, which implied that Denji prevented the Holocaust. That is not true. Makama explicitly mentions Nazis as a concept that Chainsaw Man ate. She says that everybody forgot. But then if he prevented the Holocaust and prevented- Yeah, yeah. Also, the War Devil explicitly talks about nuclear weapons being created, which, mm. you know, it's okay, Jordan. You tried. I tried. Um, Since I think we forgot to start this, so what were the reasons why you thought this chapter was a 10 out of 10 this week? I love how Denji and Aza talk to each other. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Aza's just like very nonplussed and just kind of laying out her issues with Chainsaw Man and Denji is like so offended. She's like, I don't know, he seems kind of dirty and, she, and he's like, he bathes? He definitely bathes. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? He does. He doesn't eat cats and dogs. The best part though is when she's like, he probably eats people too. And he's like, she, he, he doesn't eat people. I mean, one time, he, okay, there was only one time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great detail. Fujimoto is so good at comedic timing in comics, which is extremely difficult. That's one of his gifts. Along with Fujimoto is such a master of making those like back and forth pictures where it's, you know, one column is one person, one column is the other person. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's just so hilarious. Like all the conversations with the war devil versus her. I love how, um, you know, like the first couple chapters, we saw Aza acting like this, this very like distraught, upset teenager who's very like mad at how nobody likes her. And now we see the war devil essentially doing that as well. I can't believe that was the war devil <laughs> getting so mad at her pillow. Very. I mean, that feel when no adorable war devil to protect. It creates an interesting situation, I realize, though, where Aza is effectively a Sundere because one half of her kind of <laughs> likes Chainsaw Man and the other half hates Chainsaw Man, you know? I can be your angle or your war devil. I, I can be your war angle or war devil. <laughs> <laughs> I also, by the way, I had to explain to Rachel, my girlfriend, why I laugh so hard at the next panel. After he asks if he knows a desperate girl and it's him with Asa. And I was like, There's, I don't really know how to explain this. And I did a terrible job. Rachel actually loves Puchita. But I was like, I don't really know how to explain the multitude of things that need to be explained for why that was such a funny, funny scene. Yeah, it was literally just the next panel in with Aza, and it was like, it was very funny. I also love how when Denji is not being manipulated by Makima, he just goes back to doing weird, menial, physical things for way too little money, which is what he did in like the first chapter of Chainsaw Man. Yeah. It's kind of cool that this is just like a part of his character. 
I completely agree. I mean, the character writing is always, but I mean, it's hard to say what the best part of Chainsaw Man is because everything's the best part. Like, sometimes it's the paneling, sometimes it's the character writing, sometimes it's the humor, sometimes it's just the faces he draws. Like, look at how he literally (laughs) just, Denji goes from looking super happy to depressed literally by just slightly changing his his mouth's position on his face. It's subtle, but it just says so much and it's hilarious. Like, right? <laughs> oh my god. You just see his face drop when Asa just calls him a loser. And he's just it's like, what? Yeah. Something I noticed before, um, when Denji says, I'm just gonna say it, you see, and before Asa says, calls him, a, and before Asa calls him a loser, Yoshida, like, puts his hand, puts his finger to his, uh, to his forehead in the universal anime, yeah. uh, anime, uh, pre-planning, uh, thing, whatever. All, all according to Keikaku thing. All according to Keik. Hey, oh, that's good, okay. that's good. Yeah, you just knew, he knew. Now, nobody's gonna fucking believe you, Denji. That's like, if you just fucking tell them that you're Chainsaw Man. And I love that, like, yeah, you know what? A 17-year-old would absolutely do the stupid thing of lying about being, like, a superhero in order to try and get a girl. And that girl would also obviously not believe him. I also wish that we had cover art for these. My envisioning is Tenchi being like Dennis from the Magnum Condom joke from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's like, ah, woof, dropped, <laughs> dropped my student ID. <laughs> for my, for my, my Magnum identity. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That was it. That was our half yeah. the joke I was struggling with. <laughs> It's also, we actually have got two chapters now without literally seeing Chainsaw Man since he's been back. There's only one chapter where Chainsaw Man actually has appeared in part two. Well, I think I mentioned this to you, I forget where, but like uh, going through the first and second volumes of Chainsaw Man, he really does very rarely show up. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not really there for most of those volumes. It's mostly Denji just as Denji, which really surprised me. It just goes to show that like uh, Fujimoto's like a master of subtlety and pacing, you know? Mm -hmm. Every time Chainsaw Man shows up, you're like, oh fuck, it's Chainsaw Man! Yeah. Whenever Chainsaw Man's not on screen, we always ask, where's Chainsaw Man? Yeah. And then when he does show up, you're like, oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah. (laughs) And then Makima died on the way to her home planet. Fuck Makima. (laughs) So Murphy Napier was like, I'm going to start reading Chainsaw Man. I was like, you're going to say fuck Makima. And what it means is going to change over. What the fuck? What the fuck means is going to change over time. Oh, yeah. No, she's great. No, Murphy's fantastic. Uh, you mean Makima's great? Because I don't know, David. I don't know what I'd say. No, Makima sucks. <laughs> I love Makima. Just as a kid. Fuck Makima. All my homies want to fuck Makima. <laughs> I mean, all my homies say fuck Makima. <laughs> Makima is such a fucking excellent character. Oh, she's so cool. I mean, obviously she's uh, evil. Oh, no, that's... You know what? You're listening to part two. Something on part two of Chainsaw Man. If you are listening to this podcast, you are 100% should not be worried about Chainsaw Man spoilers. Yeah, I realized that like right as I said it. (laughs) I am sure there are people who do not read Chainsaw Man just because they love hearing us, but that is the honest truth. This is 100% a spoil podcast. We can't talk about current Chainsaw Man chapters without spoiling the fuck out of Chainsaw Man. I'm sorry. They referenced the ending of part one here where Denji's like, he doesn't eat people except the one time. Well, Makima wasn't even Damn. a person anyway. Now that's a spoiler. What does it say about Denji? Maybe he still does love her, you know? And he just, he, see, he can't help but seeing her, but see her as a person. She's inside of him. 
She is literally inside of him. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. Let's. Uh, I think it's time. Jordan. I am sorry to say I'm looking at my watch and it seems like the chainsaw minute has passed. Oh, no. Thank you, everybody. Should we go into uh, sign off? Jordan, I want to say thank you so much for helping with editing. Thank you so much for edit helping editing as well. And thank you for scheduling, even though it very stresses you out. It does, but it's okay. I also want to say you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. And as a reminder, you can join us every other Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find a link to our Discord on our show notes or on our site. And stay tuned next Monday as we and Megan from the Volume 1 Podcast talk about Duran Doran. <laughs> Hungry like the chainsaw minute. Okay, yeah, time's over. Bye. Bye.